Ooh, go whiskey today. Ooh, today's a whiskey day, and more importantly, welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome. I am one of your hosts, Ben Warden. And I'm Jimbo Shaw. And we're here to, uh, to do, well, actually, we have something prepared. Jimbo's written up a uh, quite extensive sort of synopsis of what's about to happen. Yeah, I mean, this isn't, uh, you know, truly, truly what what is, is going to be told. But these are the far-fetched fables of funk and fortitude foretold by flippant fire starters. There it is. Nailed it. I love it. I also, I'm loving the look. You're looking fucking tightened up. Well, look, man, it's, uh, it's summer. It's humid. I need less hair on top of my head. So I went in number two. Number two, real close. That was uh, yesterday. Yeah, haven't haven't quite gotten to the beard yet, but I foresee some sort of goatee in my future. Good man, good man. Well, you know, if you are white trash, you should look like white trash. Yeah, I mean, if you can, do. Yeah. So in the winter time, when my hair grows long, I like to grow a mullet. There it is. Just because, why not? There's no reason not to. Yeah, well, that's in winter. This is in summer. It's it's too goddamn hot for all that hair. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been the same as it always is out here, which is fine. Which is always temperate, and when it gets to eighty, you're like, oh my god, we're dying. Yeah, then you realize how uh, no buildings, or at least no buildings that I can afford to live in, have any amount of seal on any of the windows or door jams. It's just a good well, inch to three inch gap between the floor and the bottom of the door. Yeah, you get the nice Pacific breeze. You want that. You want that in your house. You're a taste of the ocean. <laughs> All right. Well, normally what we would do at this point is we'd read some correspondence. Uh, I-, I would read an email that James sent to myself. Or I would read an email that you sent to me. Possibly in, in, in reverse order. Who can say? We-, we get a little wild over here. We keep it fun. But, uh... As we've been doing since the beginning, we've been requesting for you all to write in and give us something. We've given some instructions and some topics. I don't even think James has gotten to see this. We finally got a correspondence from a listener. Oddly enough, it's from someone named named James, but it's most certainly not yourself. It, it goes as follows. Hey, I created a tool for podcasters that helps them to get more ratings slash reviews and to track their reviews in every app. It's designed for individual podcasts like yours, and I'm trying to get some more podcasts using it. I found your show in Apple Podcasts. I realize your time is valuable, but if you have a spare moment to check it out and let me know if you think that it's useful for your show, I'd be so grateful. Here's the tool. Then he provides a link that I will not be sharing. So thanks, James, for not following any of the goddamn prompts, you son of a bitch. That was very easy to read. You, you didn't even try to tell me what you were doing while you were listening to it. It's a simple task, you son of a bitch. You know, I tolerate a lot of people calling me James, and, and I know you do often, but fuck that James, you know. I, I am Jimbo now. Yeah, yeah. I may never call you James again. I mean, I will. Within the next 30 minutes. Probably the next minute. Yeah, well, I, you know, I grew up as a James. It was, it was too tough. My dad called me Jimbo all the time, but it's, it's hard to catch on for other people, especially when you're like a straight A student in middle school, and then that, that was your academic peak. 
Yeah. Jimbos are usually like missing child support payments and like have several warrants out. Well, that's what I look like now. You know, the the buzzed head and the the unkempt stubble. Real real fetter line. One of our mutual friends and possibly the most diehard fan of the show, Tim, recently bought himself a shirt that says, "Not racist, just bald." Yeah. That's Hang on, let me get the phrasing right. It's not bald. Just racist. Yeah. I think I might have gotten it right the first time. I forget. It's funny, though. You're funny. Tim's funny. I do what I can. Man, this closet gets hot quick. Like, it's not hot here, but just... Well, you throw those towels up. You use those today. No. Humidity takes it out of you. That's a blanket, technically. But it's, right. it's, it is, it's, it's folded up. It's, it's a huge blanket. That's a blanket. Literally. Goddamn right. Uh, for those of you at home, we are pointing to our, our uh, you know, sound, sound dampeners hung on, on various parts of our, our studio. Yeah. Mine is a blanket of Newark, Delaware. I don't know what Ben's blanket is, but I doubt it's a place or has many words that have like a high school my mom worked at and a tavern that I worked at. Definitely not that. I got a towel, a blanket, and then a uh, Fila track jacket hanging above it that I bought at Rugged Warehouse in, like, ninth grade. You are the master. That's, you know, you are you are not only co-creator, you are producer. That's some real production values. Yeah. A Rugged Warehouse is not a name I toss around lightly. It means, it means nothing to most people, but to the people that it, who know what I'm talking about, that, that's going to hit. R.I.P. to the King, Rugged Warehouse. One of my favorite shirts, and it's still in my rotation, was given to me by Rugged Warehouse because I purchased a package of Imperfect Socks. And for whatever reason, they were just giving away shirts that day. It was in College Park, but it has College Park and the store number printed on it. And it just says Rugged Warehouse, you know, and, and then College Park, store number 419. All right, cool. Goddamn right. I love that shirt. It is it is white, it is ill-fitting, and it is mine. And it recently was in a freezer for quite some time, correct? Uh, yeah, I heard that. I don't think I put it in there, but, you know, as some people will tell you otherwise. There's no way to know. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> Speaking of fucking wrong, we'll discuss it later, but I'm going to send you a picture for us to discuss after after the main story here, that uh, I don't know, you you need to see it. It upset me. Um, so there it, it sent. There's a picture that upset you. I mean, I took the picture myself, but the, the scenario upset me. The picture, it, it's going to be ther- uh, okay. It's going to be ther- you, you were just you're you're merely reporting on a tragedy. Yeah, it's not dis. You'll you'll see. It's not dissimilar from several of the photos you've sent me recently. But that will come after the main meat. Ah, uh, the main soda. You want to drink that soda? I'll take. I'll take. I'll take a sip. I'll take a full swig. Oh Let's my go. god! Oh my god! Because I know the there was only liqu- one liquid in this story that I remember, and it was my old friend, Kentucky gentleman. He was from Bardstown, Kentucky, made of fifty-one percent bourbon spirits, forty-nine <laughs> percent, I think, grain alcohol spirits 
some other spirit. I, I know they, they just towed that line that said, yes, we're bourbon. Yeah, we are. Le- we, we have the legal minimum requirements to be bourbon. Hey, you want a handle of us in a plastic bottle for eleven ninety nine? Bring it on. Hey, are you a child? <laughs> Do you not know whiskey? Do you not own any glassware? Kentucky gentlemen. Are you afraid yeah. that all the hiding spots you have to keep your alcohol means that glass might break? We got you covered with our patented, thin-as-fuck plastic bottles. Yeah, I drank a shit ton of Kentucky Gentlemen in my very late teens. And that will will kind of carry throughout this story. But it's just good to know that I I was gifted a a porcelain statue of the Kentucky gentleman. And if you removed his top hat, he turned out to be a flask. I, I can picture uh, that. I can picture that clearly. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, you weren't at the time that that was given to me. You were supposed to be. And my girlfriend at the time was an idiot and told you the day after. Yeah. So I had a surprise like 19th birthday party without, Ben. Yeah. Surprise. And what, what, you know, she invited all of my college friends, you know, people I had known for like three months. Cool. And then not, not one of my best friends who I had known for like nearly a decade at this point. Ah, well, I'll get you on the next go around. I hope not. I don't want to surprise you because honestly, if I'm flying across the country, you're going to know that I am on the West Coast. Like, that's that's going to happen as soon as the ticket is booked. It's true. The flares go up. The fucking pigeons are sent out. Yeah. The elephants carry messages from the East. Mm, they do. They do. Well, Kentucky gentlemen digresses. Uh, the setting for this one is the fall of 2007. Yes. Quite a fall. Yeah. Now... I'm going to try to describe fall in Maryland without sounding like a fucking... I think this this story is largely Delaware, though. Oh, yeah, was... well, that, that area. But I'm going to try to describe the weather and the feeling without sounding too, like... Nostalgic? Nostalgic. Wistful? Pedantic, wistful, or overdramatic. But mm. Mm. Uh, mm. fall in that area whips ass, if I had to put it succinctly. It's like a good spring most other places. Yeah, it's not cold yet. We get the foliage of New England without... It's it's foliage, by the way. Sorry, we get the foliage without the cold. We miss out on the snow in winter, but in the fall, you're not expecting snow anyway, so you're sort of like, fuck it, this is fine. It's just sort yeah, of... Halloween's kick-ass. You can wear whatever the hell you want to. Yeah, I have never been an adult while living in there. So like raking leaves was always a novelty that I'd put them in a pile and play in them. I never had like a yard to maintain. So I've never, you know, I've never gotten tired of that. So that's, that's fun. And, and as James said, very, very wistful, much, much whist. Uh, my dad does not give a shit. He treats leaves as fertilizer and he just lawn mows over them. Good man. So there's that. When I was landscaping, we had clients that would tell us to do that. They were like, do not rake the leaves up. Blast that shit all over my yard. And we would. Uh, well, we don't play golf on our yard, so 
crabgrass away. Exactly. But yeah, so James and I were both sophomores in college. Yeah. And we decided to come back home for Thanksgiving. You know, you had to when you were a sophomore. Yeah, this would have been right around my birthday, as Thanksgiving always is. Ah, yeah. Were you Sagittarius? Yeah, I am. I'm half man, half half horse man, but I'm the, I guess the man half of the man horse, so I'm just a dude. I'm just a fella. Yeah, yeah. Horse man man, right? Yeah, yeah. Or man, man horse man. Like, the top half of me is the top half of a horse man, which is just a man, and the bottom half of me is the bottom half of a fella. And so Which I'm just is, a yeah. I'm just I'm just a dude. Yeah, man, horse, man. That's yeah. right. Half half man, horse, half man. Possibly half squatch. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm a Leo. I I just yell and uh and then sleep for like 22 hours a day. Love That's it. My thing. Love it. That's what I do. But so yeah, so we were home, and yeah, we we weren't old enough yet to be able to, or at least I wasn't to be like, I don't want to fucking. Spend all this bullshit family time because honestly, I loved going to the the big family dinner and everything. And so afterwards, we were like, "Now we're free. Now we can enjoy the homeland." And so we decided to meet up, still both dressed in our like Thanksgiving clothes, which you know we don't normally wear nice button down shirts. Uh yeah, my Thanksgiving clothes, or at least the clothes that I wore out on this excursion, was uh. A Talisker brand, like it was just a Scotch brand rugby shirt that I had been given like a couple weeks back because I had recently started playing A-side in basically the worst position in rugby, locked. And they were just like, hey, uh, Danny DeMeo's going up to to Rutgers to watch Maryland play, I guess, football. And uh, he's usually our starting side lock, so so you, you get it now. I was like, uh, I don't even play this position. I never played forward. I'm sorry, guys. Like, what? They're like, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. All right, figure it out. Hell yeah. But I, I had this nice blue and white striped Talisker Scotch rugby shirt that it was long-sleeved, uh, fit fit me like a glove. I still have it. I It's like a bicycle shirt now, but that's because people who see Talisker, they're like, oh, ah, wow, nice. Hell yeah. And I, I was wearing my uh, orange Thanksgiving sweater that I only wear on Thanksgiving, but I wear it every Thanksgiving. And I got it, I think, like maybe freshman or sophomore year of high school. And it's still next to me in the closet. It's just way in the back. Traditions are important. Yeah. Since it's a sweater, I've expanded at the same rate that it's gotten looser. So still fits well. But regardless, we're, we're fairly well-dressed 19-year-olds. Uh, you know, like only only one or two layers deep. Yeah, and I I don't remember if if I was picking you up or, or we ended up meeting at, at our at our first point on this on this excursion, but we we went to a park and it was deserted, of course, because it's Thanksgiving. Everybody's home watching football in a food coma. We were just 19-year-olds, full of energy, ready to go. Yeah. So, I mean, what was our, what was our plan? There were, there were things that, that were available on Thanksgiving. I mean, th- that wasn't out of the question. This was before the financial crisis. So, like, movie theaters were open on Thanksgiving. 
movie theaters are open on Christmas. Hell, we'll see. Uh, we'll see one of the one of the new blockbusters coming out. The Ray Winstone starring animated Beowulf interpretation. Yeah. Hey, have have they tried to do Beowulf before in in film? Well, there was the Christopher Lambert one. I mean, that was that was pretty good, except for that it was like a a B B minus movie and uh, starred no one else. Christopher Lambert himself didn't do any flips and no real amazing stunts like he's known for. And then the, oh, there was also the Thirteenth Warrior, which uh, personal note. One of my favorite movies. I know it's a big financial flop, but it's way better than fucking Waterworld. Anybody who likes Waterworld can suck my dick. All right. Thirteenth Warrior kicks ass. It does. You heard it here. You heard it now. That's that's the Road Soda's official stance on Thirteenth Warrior, starting Antonio Banderas. Is that movie whips ass? Well, it was made from a Michael Crichton book, and there's a formula there. Michael Crichton. Does a shitload of research, writes an amazing best-selling book. They turn it into a movie with a huge budget. Jurassic Park worked. Thirteenth Warrior, ah, yeah. Timeline is like your your weird kind of epilogue of of. All right, can we still trust Michael Crichton? I mean, he did write the Lost World too, and that sold a shitload of toys. So yeah, maybe. I had some of them. Uh, I did too. I had I had a lot. Yeah. There were a lot of raptors in my life. Yeah, that was big. But uh, you know what else was big? Ray Winstone's face popping off the screen. Because what's this? Is this in 3D? Oh, it is. Do my eyes deceive me? Or has they added an extra dimension to the usual film-going experience? You have a blockbuster movie coming out on Thanksgiving. Of course it's going to be on 3D. Come on. And I said on 3D. Is it an IMAX 3D? Nah. No. Nah. Regular shitty 2007 3D. Yeah. Well, we needed some encouragement for this as well. Because you can't just walk into a movie theater with an entire plastic handle of Kentucky Gentleman. You have to you have to sneak it in in either smaller amounts or, or ingest some before. I'm going to sneak you in in my belly. <laughs> that's that's what we were trying to do. That's what we were trying to do. Well, we hadn't seen each other in a while either. I don't, I don't think we saw each other the night before. We probably both got into town on some expensive-ass bus ride or, or plane. Oh, I'm pretty sure that was back when I was taking the Chinatown bus to New York, then the Chinatown bus. And then bus taking to- another Chinatown bus. <laughs> Take the second Chinatown bus to Philly, and then I'd have to either take the train from Philly to Newark or have somebody pick me up. Or, like I did one time, walk from Philly to, to Newark in the middle of the night. Which, that sucked. That sucked shit. Yeah. Well, you're one of the only people to probably do that in this century. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody else has done that in the 2000s like you you may be the only person and that's that's why you're this week's chief of the week chief of the week can i can we do that can i do chief of the week can we do that (laughs) well uh, you were to the chief of that week i can tell you that all right i'll take it but uh but yeah so we uh we decided we, we decided we need to do some drinking on this playground yeah, yeah, we we showed up to the the park, you know, in in Newark there. 
We'll, we'll do a little little rhyming. Yeah. It's not Newark. It's Newark. Yeah. It rhymes with park. Yeah. The Ark, as they call it. Newark is a more famous but different place in a different state. And there's actually a very fun entrance to, I believe it's the Turnpike? Might be the, I think it's the Turnpike, where it says North, Newark, South, Newark. And that's fun. That just, it sort of looks like the worst directions possible because mm. they're spelled the same way. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That, that town. Well, I have fun memories of, of the Barksdale Park there. You know, I, I think I played, I played a little bit of t-ball. You played some t-ball there? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. My niece just broke her arm there. Wow. That's not true. Wow. She, she she broke her arm at a at a park. I'm not sure which one it is. It was that one. I know it was. No one's going to convince me otherwise. Our spirits are haunting that place because we drank the cheapest whiskey on the like the the little castle structure that they have. Yeah. And then if I'm not mistaken, we had a handful of room temperature beer because like sort of mis, mix-matched beers that were in like our trunks because we couldn't keep them in fridges because we weren't allowed to have beer. Yeah. Yeah. You were turning 19, I was 19 for like 3 months. Yeah. And so we hid we hid some of the beers in a tree, in a, like a notch in a tree so that we we knew we'd come back later and we continued to drink beers in the tree. Like that, the plan was to return and and let those beers get cold in the outside. <laughs> Well, they weren't getting cold in our trunks, obviously, because our trunks aren't exposed to the elements. Exactly. Uh, the logic we used. We get over to the, the shopping center that has the movie theater, and I believe we needed to get supplies. Well, like all good shopping centers, this one had a dollar store. Yeah. We always went to either the food line or the dollar store to to get the candy. Yeah. Hard to beat the dollar store because they had the right shitty candy in the right sizes. Yeah. Like, you could buy those. What are the fucking, they're the dots, the, like, giant gummy dots, except they're only black licorice flavor. Are they call like, birds or something? You know what I'm talking about? Ooh. I don't, I don't know those. I know Good and Plenty's. That's my least favorite licorice candy. I like a Good and Plenty, although. Yeah, and you can burn in hell. You can burn in fucking hell. Well, I freely admit it's 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 the least accurate name. There's not that many of them in a box, and they're, I mean, without a doubt, not good. Yeah, and if you weren't, like, 2,600 miles away, I would fight you. <laughs> Mike and Ike's over everything. I do remember you being a big Mike and Ike's fan. Yeah, hot tamales aren't bad, too. I feel like you had some Mike and Ike's jokes. Like, we'd sit down... And you'd be like, oh, you want this one? And I'd be like, yeah. And you'd be like, good, I hate Ikes. <laughs> that sounds like me. You're just firing off, like, top-tier dad jokes <laughs> at well, 19. Well, I am my father's kid. That sounds like me. Just like, no, no, no. I only eat the mics. I don't like the Ikes. <laughs> uh, not that I don't like Eisenhower. You know, you Dwight of David course. Eisenhower is a... Of course. One of America's greatest presidents for fostering the industrial military complex. Yeah, we love that. We're huge fans of that. We are. And that's why we went to see Beowulf with a bunch of dollar store candy stuffed into our waistbands. Yeah. And so you and I, at that point, were no stranger and did not become strangers to the concept of being drunk watching a movie. And even still, 
the only memories I have from that movie are Ray Winstone and Angelina Jolie's faces with like in the background being entirely dark blue, black and gray. Like it was yeah. it was Yep. There was no background to that movie. It was so blurry and out of focus and Everybody's basically holding a torch to their face the entire movie. Yes. Like that's it. They're they're fighting each other with a with a torch to their face and they're like, You can see like seventy five percent. All right, all right, come on. Yeah. Like I don't keep up with cell phone technology, but based on the ads that they shoved down our throats a few years back about portrait mode, I feel like the movie was shot in portrait mode. Like it only had the very center of frame focused on, just the face. Everything else was not only out of focus, but had no color. It was just completely washed out. And I don't know the anime. I think it was vector animation where they like, they put the actors on like a green screen and then put the costume. Like, I don't even think their bodies were their own. I think they like over. That was definitely not Ray Winstone's body. No, because he was like shredded. I mean, like, but even then they didn't, they didn't like. was Beowulf. (laughs) They didn't like. Give him the 300 treatment where he's all, like, hot and shirtless. He was just, like, cartoonishly built. He was built like a cartoon character that's muscular, not a not a roided-up Gerard Butler. Yeah, he was more like Christian Bale from Reign of Fire rather than Christian Bale from... The Machinist. Batman... Yeah, The Machinist. We'll go with that one. That one may have ruined his health. Sure. He was so lean in that. He was so he, lean. Yeah, he looked good. He really did. <laughs> 110 pounds of pure sex. But yeah, so once the once the movie was, was completed and we were out of whatever. And Beowulf won? Presumably. Who can say? I think I remember him cutting his arm off. I, I've seen this movie since, but... There was there was a point when he was hanging and he was like, I got to cut my arm to kill this dragon. And then he ended up doing that. And we were like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it riled us up. We weren't ready to go home. Yeah. We went back to Barksdale Park, drank our fucking now slightly chilled beers and did the one thing you're supposed to do the night of Thanksgiving. Head to the mall for consumerism. You ever heard of Black Friday? Yeah. Well, that shit starts thursday sometimes it starts monday tuesday wednesday this day it started thursday hell yeah the mall was fucking open on thanksgiving we were like where can we get food we cannot go to taco bell we cannot go to kfc we cannot go to mcdonald's they're all closed this is thanksgiving but the mall is open it has them all yep we can get an onions pretzel if we want to we can go buck wild stick it in a cinnabon you, you call it onions it's Annie's, right? I mean, <laughs> it's Annie Ann's. I suppose it is. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really thought about it. Yeah. I don't, some people call it aunt. Some people call it aunt. Oh, well. Hey, my mom is Aunt Jan to everybody. Hell yeah. I got a drawing on the fridge from the old niece where it was right before we got married. So it was like a fill in, you know, you color in the lines and it was like, uh, like you're the best aunt ever. And so she wrote in almost above it. But then later she wrote ant, like A-N-T at the bottom. Fuck yes. As I think maybe she thought that the thing had spelled it wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she knows how things are phonetically pronounced. Yeah. That's 
intelligence, man. Yeah. Those are good genes that she has, and they might not be, you know, your your family's. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, now we're at the mall. We uh, I think we spent some I think we tried to recruit some fellows to join us at the mall. Yeah, I, I know we had watched the movie together, but I, I remember some of our friends joining yeah. us in, in in the quest for food on Thanksgiving. I know it sounds weird. We all had a big dinner, but we all got a little liquored up and went to the, the mall in search of food. I There were some Arby's fries in my future. Yeah, we met up with a handful of fellas. I think it was mostly the guys that I went to high school with that all lived in one neighborhood, which that neighborhood, we briefly mentioned it earlier, that neighborhood was built where the... Indian burial ground was. No, no, no. We took care of that. That's right. Yeah, you're right. It was built in a clear patch of land that existed because of the world's deadliest lightning strike, which took out an entire plane in like the fucking 60s or 70s or something. Ball lightning. St. Elmo's fired. You got to watch out. Yeah, and they're like, fuck it, we're putting a neighborhood here. And then a bunch of my friends ended up living in it. I mean, that all happened decades before we were born. But I think it was like one car came from that neighborhood stuffed to the brim with people we kind of knew slash really knew. And we met up in the parking lot. Uh, we all behaved like fine Kentucky gentlemen. And oh. then see what I did there? Yeah, I see it. Kentucky gentlemen, if you're out there, I'm available. If you still exist as a company, which you shouldn't. But if you do, I'll, I mean, this is gold. This is just a taste. I think they're owned by Jim Beam. Technically, they have a they have a nice red and white logo. But uh, ooh, oh you, ooh, yeah. Oh, you mean this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean this guy right here? And for those of you at home, Ben is uh, flashing a a nice fifth that has been at least two thirds drank of Jim Beam. Yeah, I I don't know if that's all today. I sure hope it is. No, it's not all today. Tim and I got into it pretty good. We had we we basically each had our. Just shy of a fifth to ourselves over over the weekend there. It was one of those we kind of thought we were just going to drink for a couple hours. You don't do that. And so we, we killed an almost full bottle. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't plan to just like smoke a quick joint with somebody. Yeah. You don't, you don't plan to like bring two bottles of whiskey to a place and it's like, yeah, we'll just have like a glass or two. It'll, it'll be fine. Well, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'm getting hungry. We should, we should eat. Get another thing of a whiskey, and then Tim was like, "I forget how it came up, but basically, we found out that Tim has never seen Bloodsport, and Tim has now seen Bloodsport." What about Bloodsport Two? Didn't get to that's that's. I mean, it's okay. going to be on. It's it's part of the list. It's next, right? Yeah, it's got to be all the uh, fucking unanswered question about Frank Dukes. You gotta know. You gotta know. What happens to Forrest Whitaker? Why does he change like facial structure and body type? Why doesn't Ogre say nerds? Nerds. <laughs> uh, we would have gone to that bar. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that we got to talk like this. Yeah, Jimbo and I had a trip planned to uh, Chicago. I've never been before. He he has a, a few times, I think. You're a fucking old yeah. pro, right? Yeah. At least twice. I've eaten many a hot dog. Yeah, and we were staying a few blocks from a bar, a tiki bar that is partially owned by ogre from revenge of the nerds and apparently he just hangs out there like most most nights and is a super nice guy and if and if either of those things aren't true 
Don't you, don't you dare fucking tell me. Let me live in this world. Let me think that he's a super nice man who's very approachable. Anyway, we're at the mall. We're eating shit food. But then we start to notice it's fucking consumerism time. We're surrounded by deals. Yeah, I'm a sentimental guy. And I wanted to please my girlfriend at the time. So I went into Victoria's Secret. Kind of drunk as hell. Full of Arby's curly fries. And just like, yeah, I I don't know. She's like a 36 B cup, whatever. And so the salesperson handed me something. Then pointed me to the line to where I had to stand and wait to check out. That line was in the middle of the mall where it ended. And so I stood there at the end of the line in the middle of the mall, like, I guess, hallway, wing, whatever, whatever the central conduit of the mall is. That's where I was. I was no longer in Victoria's Secret. I had taken Victoria's Secret product out of Victoria's Secret into the mall space and then waited to pay for it. While that was occurring, myself and another gentleman who shall remain nameless had wandered in with James to the Victoria's Secret, but we realized he was doing actual shopping. We were just kind of wandering around. What I was interested in was some of their, I believe it was called like warm vanilla sugar hand lotion. I just, I liked the smell. It's a real basic bitch smell, but fuck it. Sometimes I'm a basic bitch. But fuck it. But fuck it. And so they always had the free sample one, so I'm probably rubbing that on my hands. I was probably considering buying one because I'm drunk and full of Arby's and everything's on sale. Hey, like, quick aside here. How sure. did the uh, accost you in a mall, I want to make your hands feel smooth, you will feel instantly smooth from this treatment. Like, how did that become a profession? I, I don't know, but... There were a bunch of varieties on that one, too, because there was, like, they'd spray the thing on you and then rub it, and there'd be all, like, the black bits. Oh, don't worry. Those are those are the micro bubbles. Yeah. They will scrub. They will scrub. Your hand. Yeah. Your hand will be smooth. You see how your hand will be smooth? And they will scrub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this was right around that time, man, when when we were old enough to look like we might have some money to to give to somebody but we we also looked yeah dumb enough to give that money away yeah and and the the mall kiosk was i I mean i'm sure it still is i just don't you know haven't gone to like a fucking classic middle of nowhere mall in a while but the kiosks were always like turning over with new stuff i remember one point there was an oxygen bar in the middle like at a kiosk in the in the middle of the hallway the the conduit that was fucked up yeah i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of the the oxygen bar i i usually like to snort my oxygen just kind of straight i don't i don't like it watered down in cocktails it's it it gets shitty that way i like to shelve mine if you know what i mean fucking up and around around the corner (laughs) nice nice google that one if you don't get it google shelving i i am now but yeah so I was possibly considering buying some warm vanilla sugar hand lotion there. And I look over and our, our, our other associate, our unnamed associate is removing the bras from the mannequins <laughs> at, at honestly a commendable rate. I mean, just pretty impressive because they don't leave for, them for a young man. Yeah. You know, who probably his plate appearances probably have not been that much. I don't know this gentleman who can say, but 
he had to do some awkward reaching to get around to the backs of them because they're not just like hanging out in the middle of the floor. It's not like a shirt mannequin and, and like a J.C. Penny. They're kind of up on shelves. And he's doing that, and so some store associates are like, all right, well, this guy's getting kicked out, and I think the guy being weird with the lotion is with him, so he's getting kicked out. And then we go and find you, who are, you're just in the mall. You're in line, but you're in the mall. I've taken the barcoded, zip-tied, like, store product out of the <laughs> the confines of the Victoria's Secret store, and it's like, so we're leaving, guys, right? And they were like, yeah, 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 we got, we got kicked out. It's like, okay, cool. Like, this is free then. All right, I'm leaving. Yeah. And we did. And yeah, my, my girlfriend at the time really appreciated it. You know, yeah. it was, it was one of her favorite gifts from me. You're a sweet, caring, compassionate young man. And honestly, you're a real pleasure to work with. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that. But I'm no longer sentimental. Nor do I recognize dates or calendars. That's how far I've gotten outside of reality because this this life is not real. This is an alternate reality. Is this the real life? No, no, it's not. Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide? No escape from reality? All I know, Beowulf was still in the true reality that, that we know. Yes. And we used to know. That was before the divergence. Yeah. Yeah, very, very before. Yeah, and so I think we, uh, you know, I, I honestly don't remember how the night ended. Maybe I crashed at your place. Maybe you crashed in my place. Maybe we both went home. I, I do not remember. All I know is that we had a very tasteful night for a bunch of 19-year-old hooligans who would drink in a public park and then sneak liquor into a R-rated movie that, that we were barely allowed to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then go to the mall to get just some food and shoplift during during you know like america's capitalist ejaculation look that was corporate sponsored shoplifting you got handed the product and told to leave the store by an employee at that store the only question that i was asked was what does your girlfriend like color-wise? And I was like, pink. You have, Everything you have is pink anyway, so it doesn't matter. And then it was, what was her size? And like, I that was one of the, you know, drunk recalls because I can't be really bothered for that information on a regular basis. I know she had probably mentioned it at some point or I... I've maybe seen a label. I don't know if they put the labels on the, the fucking bras. I, I don't spend enough time around them. But, you know, I just snapped into, like, you know, perfect time, perfect BAC. Where I was just like, yeah, 36B, all right. Manchurian candidate. Yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. standard at attention. 36B. Yep. You asked the right question, and I answered. And then you directed me outside of your store. You were like, go, walk towards your car, and then make a U-turn, and just stand in our line and wait till you get to our register. Yeah. I saw my friends get kicked out of the store. They <laughs> walked by, and I was like, well, guys, I guess we're leaving, huh? Our work is done. Ben's hands are moist. <laughs> James's uh, obligations of gift per- buying have been accomplished. 
time to disappear as strangely as we arrived. I I set out to basically hang out with you. I ended up seeing what should have been an Oscar-winning film, uh, 3D Beowulf. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, please, please do. Please do. Uh, not the 13th Warrior before. It'll just ruin Beowulf. You got to do Beowulf 13th Warrior. But then going to a place where we would not expect to find food at past midnight. Yeah. The mall food court. Guess what? Everywhere is open. Oh, oh, Mrs. Fields. She was making cookies. Sparrows, you son of a bitch. You old sandbagging son of a bitch. You, you highway rest stop populating son of a bitch. One random mom and pop Chinese food place. Good on you. Way to try by constantly handing out toothpicks with little pieces of chicken on them. Like, some people like being in Delaware. Some people like trying to make a niche for it. I never bought their food. Only because, to my knowledge, the only Chinese food restaurant we had in our entire area, like our, the, the, in the whole town growing up, was a Chinese food buffet, which sucked ass even compared to other Chinese food buffets I've been to since. Like, it had like multiple trays of apple fritters and so i just didn't know what chinese food was and wouldn't until i moved to boston where there were actual chinese food restaurants and so there was a guy selling chinese food in the mall and i was just like i don't want apple fritters and onion rings and jello and a bu- and a bunch of greasy noodles and that's like all i associate that that's what i thought chinese food was yeah you were a little more Maryland than me. You know, we, I, I spent a lot more time in Delaware. And every time we were up near Price's Corner and kind of coming back when when it was with my dad, he would he would go to Szechuan. It was right near Price's Corner, but, but he loved that place. And I kind of associate that now with, with the Golden Temple in Brookline. It's just like a nice 50s kind of Shanghai interior. It's it's a lot of nice decor, and I don't know why my dad didn't just like sit down for like a a beer or a cocktail, but he wasn't a drinking man, and he had his young son with him. So I understand now why he got takeout, but I I would have hung out with me in there because I loved the beginning of Temple of Doom. I love all of Temple of Doom, but like ah, those Shanghai nightclubs, I really love that decor. Yeah. I'm ashamed that I can't remember the name because we went there so frequently, but is it Happy Garden? What's the name of the place right across from the warehouse that we would go every Thursday? Tin Tin Buffet. Tin Tin Buffet. God damn it. I That place whipped yeah. so much ass. Well, that one has, has a nice little story, and I'm not going to tell it now because I can't tell it now. You'll have to, you'll have to understand later. Yeah. That'll probably get that'll get thrown in with probably a D and D episode if we do a D and D episode, which we should because I know uh, a handful of folk that listen to this play D and D. No, they don't. They probably play Pathfinder for free. Bunch of goddamn pussies won't buy the fucking books. They're playing uh. four point and five point They're playing shit we never even played. Fucking fucking the youths, yeah. the youths out there, the youths. Don't worry, youths. We're coming up with our own tabletop game. Imagine D and D. Except 70s baseball. Yep. It's called B&B. And it's a bed and breakfast themed game with 70s baseball players. There you go. You got it. 
you get to pick who's going to take acid and make you some eggs. Is your mama in the stand with greenies? Can you make it through your hangover? I know this is a double header. You're a relief pitcher. You might have to pitch in both. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the tale. Let's see, where are we at? Uh, where are we at on... T- Ooh, we can, we, can, we can chat. We got a couple minutes here. You got... Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling very insect-like. I'm feeling sort of like, uh, like a bug. I'm feeling uh, oh, yeah. s- very segmented. You got a segment for us there, bud? All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... I have to I have to redact th- this week's chief of the week. Unchief of the week. Yeah, so I called Ben chief of the week earlier, but uh that was in haste and and I apologize. You're you're my chief every week, but but for the podcast we have another chief of the week. Chief of the week. Uh chief of the week. This one is another child who attained a commissioned rank in the U.S. military. For the record, James has written DF in the notes, and whatever he's about to say is coming just out of it. It's Hey, look, in all honesty, maybe he memorized some shit right before we started recording, but he's not looking at it now, so all this is still technically from memory. Let, let, let me have it. Let me have it. That DF is for David Farragut, who was commissioned into the Navy. So technically an officer, like a midshipman at nine years old in 1810. He served two years, and then the War of 1812 happened. He was involved in a battle, the the capture of a British frigate, and then sailed around Cape Horn, the south tip of South America, and raided or, or helped capture a privateer and then was given command of that privateer. So he was a 12-year-old captain of a U.S. Navy vessel. Fuck yeah. Uh, and and that guy ended up staying in the Navy maybe a little bit longer than Johnny Clem because... He ended up being an admiral, and at the Battle of Mobile Bay, that guy said, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Or maybe not. He might have said a couple other things. But definitely what was said was something along the lines of, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Fuck yeah. And a young Tom Petty was aboard that ship. He was. He was. That's true. I know I know he's from Florida, but he actually he actually was aboard as a uh, as a spy and and prisoner and kind of sex slave. Ooh. For for David Farragut. I've got a uh, I've got a quick aside, a, a naval aside that might be one of the few navy based things that you don't know, but maybe you do. I just hadn't heard of it until recently. In the 1980s for a few months the Pepsi Corporation was the sixth largest navy in the world. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Well, I hear they did a deal with the Soviets. Well, so what happened was back in the day, the aforementioned Ike of Mike and Ike's fame uh, was hanging out with Khrushchev. And Khrushchev had some Pepsi and was like, this shit is awesome. And so he couldn't get it. 
Ike didn't say, wait till you've had Coca-Cola. Yeah. And he couldn't get it back in Russia. So he would like, you know, have to import it, you know, through whatever, what other weird channels were available to him. And at, at certain times they had no, they had no capital. They had no money to pay Pepsi. So they would pay them with vodka. Oh, because of this, all of Russia fell in love with Pepsi. And so, or all, I'm sorry, all of the USSR fell in love with Pepsi. Yeah, that's that's like 13 nations now. Uh, like 15 if you count the ones that count themselves as, yeah, as states. Yeah, they ended up in the 80s not having any vodka or capital. And so uh, they gave them, they gave the Pepsi Corporation a fuck ton of weaponized ships like battleships cruisers i think a couple of a couple of subs and uh then the pepsi corporation turned around and allegedly sold them all for scrap and parts and shit like that but they sent some sort of fucking like the the head of the company said sent some letter to the u.s got like the head of the national security advisory committee or whatever and was just like Hey, I'm uh, disarming the USSR faster than you guys are. So, uh, yeah. Which is, in retrospect, that's kind of the that's kind of the worst case scenario: is a corporation not only effectively helping to disarm a nuclear power, but briefly owning a bunch of weapons. It's kind of it's it. it the immediate sentence of Pepsi had a navy is like funny, and then you think about it, and you're like, oh, that's actually kind of like that's not even. Orwellian. That's like full apocalyptic. Yeah, because Pepsi is such a second fiddle to Coca-Cola. Like they would launch nukes at Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's that's the takeaway. More of a Dr. Pepper man myself. And then RC Cola is sitting in the corner like, come on! Why can't we all get along? Old Ross Perot. RC Cola can stick to fucking England with its with its fucking monarchy bullshit. Fucking royal crown cola. You go fuck yourself to death. This is America where we pretend we are not an authoritarian government despite clearly being that. I'm not actually sure that we have any listeners in the territory that RC Cola is sold. RC Cola, the white trashiest vending machine soda you can buy. Where? What? What's its uh, distribution range? I've got most of the... <laughs> Look, I don't have the map on me. I usually have the map on me. I know that's that's a skill that like I that's like my superhero skill is like hey Jimbo, do you do you have the map of like the the second day of the battle of El Alamein? It's like yeah, 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 I do. I do. I do. Give me give me 1 minute. <laughs> yeah, it's right here in my wallet. It's behind all these other maps. Uh this one I do not. But speaking of maps, I was going to say if you if you knew it, I do have uh, the location of our of our fives of listeners memorized. Speaking of which, I want to give a shout out to our French fan. Ah, uh, cliche. Don't know who that is. Yeah, he, you man. But diehard listener. Uh, you woman. Uh, you guy. Yeah, man, woman, friend from beyond the binary, whoever you are, feel free to email us and let us know who you are, but goddamn good on you. You're keeping us international. Put it in French. And to our Irish listeners, put it in Gaelic. And to our New Hampshire listeners, don't contact us. Yeah, lose our number. But I think that'll bring us to the end of this week's Road Sodas. Road Sodas. Road Sodas. This one felt fast. I, we, we went long, but I was, I don't know. I was enjoying myself. That was a good one. Well, I, 
you know, I we knew the the progression of the story, but I feel I feel like the number of beers have put kind of a a a, a Dremel tool dulling on on some of the the sharp points of our memories. Yeah, yeah, we've lost some of our rough edges. Maybe. But yeah, uh, thanks, thanks for all the listeners that we that we have out there. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Road Sodas Pod. Email us at roadsodaspod at gmail dot com. Send us whatever the fuck you want. Don't do what that uh, that James guy did. Don't uh, don't send us a normal uh, fucking completely reasonable request for us to help you out. We're not going to do it. Hello. I, I, I want to uh, inform you that uh, I actually have a website that will help you gather all of the ratings for your, your podcast. Oh, wait, no. Uh, sorry, I'm not James. I'm Jimbo. Yeah. 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 That guy can go fuck himself. Yeah. I don't want to know what you guys think of this. Not in some rating system. Email me and tell me I suck ass. That's fine. He also he also gave us no sign-off. Like, nothing between body of email and then his name it was just a dash yeah and no title you always say regards motherfucker that don't even you don't have to say best cheers cheers (laughs) cheers is you're a you're a dude cheers regards just means you're aware i'm there you're regarding you're sending an email to people that call themselves road sodas right fucking cheers or like clink like exclamation point clink. Yeah. Let's not pretend that, you know, he continued to listen because I, I, I feel there's no way he did. He didn't refer to us as road sodas. I feel like he fucking got our got our email somehow from me signing up for our podcast hosting thing. If he's an actual listener. Good on you. Good on you, but like you gotta mention our name in it, otherwise I just think you're spam. Like you're a fool. That's I just that's day one shit. Anyway, well, first th- email. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Spam. Yeah, for the first email, it meant a lot. Uh, but but yeah, uh, again, that's uh, roadsodaspod at gmail dot com. Roadsodaspod on Instagram. That's all we got so far. It's probably more than we need to be honest. But we're posting dumb pictures. Uh, we got enough listeners that I'm gonna uh, put up all the embarrassing pictures of me with dreads. Uh, cause, uh, fuck it. Well, you don't have to put all of them up cause there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, there are, but they're there. I feel like, I feel like, you know, they should be released with, you know, with our chronology here, but they should, they should definitely see us in the Tough Mudder. That dumb, dumb race. Yes. Yeah. The pictures will be released much like, uh, warm vanilla sugar body lotion. In that it will be uh, topically. <laughs> Is that anything? Is that anything? <laughs> uh. And on that note, I think uh, we're, we're, we're going to sign off. I think James has some final words for us. Oh, were you talking to me? I think Jimbo has some final words for us. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Beautiful. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. (laughs) 